0: Hi, this is Bethany Finger, and you are listening to a Prince Kai Fan Pod Patreon exclusive bonus episode. Enjoy. Hello, Patreon. Welcome to a bonus episode. This one is about Interstellar Cinderella by Deborah Underwood, illustrated by Meg Hunt. And today's special guest is Drew from a Slippers and Spindles podcast. Hello. <laughs> Please tell me you loved this book.
1: It's so cute. Right? I just want to say, like, also right off the bat, for anybody who, like, doesn't know yet, it's like a picture book. It's really, really short. It's like 20 pages. So I, uh, like, I thought it was going to be, like, a full chapter book. No, no. You can read this in, like, 10 minutes.
0: If you do not have access to this book, I did a recording of me reading it. It's on my Patreon, and it's, like, four minutes long.
1: Yes. So... It is so cute. Lots of cinder vibes. I will say, is Deborah Underwood British? Do you know?
0: I have no idea.
1: Because if she is, I'm looking it up. If she is, then this title makes much more sense to me. Because it's very unsatisfying, though she's from Walla Walla, Washington. It's very unsatisfying to me that this title doesn't rhyme
0: yeah i didn't like that because it could have been interstellar
1: so close if she was british then i would expect her to say interstellar cinderella and then i'd be like oh this totally works or if she was from boston maybe she would say interstellar cinderella but it's like so close to rhyming
0: well i i like don't understand it because interstellar is a word And it it? means the same thing that interstellar means. Like, neither one of them are really words.
1: Interstellar is a word without the R?
0: I thought it was. Am I wrong?
1: I'm looking it up.
0: I'm looking it up. Okay, so interstellar is in between two stars, and interstellar is not a word. Nope. Okay, I don't know what I was thinking. (laughs) So that might be why. That would be, like, she just wanted it to be, like, a real
1: word it's still cute it's (laughs) not an actual problem in any way but i just want it to rhyme so badly
0: i know what could we do to fix that like what could another name be that would rhyme let me pull up my thesaurus
1: i don't know interstellar is mm, that might be the closest you can get to like cinderella Mm -hmm. nebula Ooh, is it nebula, isn't nebula
0: something to do with outer space? You guys, my astronomy is really not great.
1: See, I think I would have gone with like uh naming it Cinder Stella. Ooh. I don't know if that's good. I like it. Eh.
0: Okay, so a nebula is a cloud of gas in outer space. So that could have worked. Nebula. Could
1: have it's a worked. good title. It is a good title. I just want it to rhyme, that's all. <laughs>
0: I'm just gonna type in like words that rhyme with Cinderella. Yeah, none of those work. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> she did her best. She did her best.
1: Did you ever do the like um jump rope rhyme? cinderella dressed in yellow went upstairs went to, up, kiss, to her fella. kiss her fella made mm. a mistake kiss snake. A snake. how
0: many doctors did it take yes yeah i was like in love with double dutch and i was super good at it It was like one of the few really? things i was good at so oh. i did all kinds of miss mary mack is one that i remember oh, i was
1: just thinking about miss mary mack the other day
0: <laughs> i went i don't know if i remember all the words but do you remember um miss susie
1: Miss Susie had a baby. The steamboat,
0: miss steam, the steamboat had a bell. Miss Susie went to heaven. The steamboat went to Hello Operator. Yeah, that
1: one. <laughs> I think the one it's that you're so singing funny. is different than the one that I did.
0: Oh, really? What's yours?
1: Miss Susie had a baby. His name was Tiny Tim. She put him in the bathtub to see if he could swim. He drank up all the water. He ate, a bar he ate up all the soap. He tried to eat the bathtub, but it wouldn't fit down his throat. Um, and then she ends up calling the doctor. Miss Susie called the nurse. Miss Susie called the lady with the alligator purse. Yeah, Mrs. I do remember that Chicken now that you're singing
0: it.
1: Yeah, Pizza said the lady with the alligator purse.
0: <laughs> I do, I do I remember it now that you're saying it.
1: Well, but... I was thinking about like Miss Mary Mack and Miss Susie because I was thinking about like, do we all sing the same version or do we all just remember it differently but then in a way oh my gosh i'm going to bring this full circle are you ready in a way these double dutch rhymes are like fairy tales in that we like we pass them down orally and they change over time and we all know slightly different versions
0: your brain that is wonderful i love that (laughs)
1: um
0: gosh yeah that's so true and they well you and i grew up in the same area though
1: we did where did you grow up
0: I grew up in Illinois, like two hours oh, yeah, from, I'm you, from like... Ohio. Oh, okay. I thought you were from Missouri.
1: Okay, I just looked up Miss Mary Mack lyrics. Here we go. Miss Mary okay. Mack all dressed. I should do Miss Susie because we're talking about Miss Susie. But Miss Mary Susie Mack... had a
0: steamboat.
1: Susie had a steamboat. That's the
0: one I know. Miss
1: okay, Susie okay. had a steamboat.
0: So I... steamboat had a bell. It's really long, but it's like all jokes about like I don't know. Like <laughs>
1: The okay, steamboat. yeah, so I searched just Miss Susie lyrics, and there was Miss Susie had a steamboat and Miss Susie had a baby. So, okay, maybe so Miss Susie are... just has a lot of things. <laughs> so, Miss well, Susie had a steamboat, the steamboat had a bell, Miss Susie, Miss Susie went, to, went heaven. to heaven, the steamboat Susie went, went to hello, hello, operator. Hello,
0: operator. Please dial number nine. And if you disconnect me, I'll kick you from behind the refrigerator. There was some broken glass. Miss Susie sat right on it and cut her little ask me no more questions. <laughs> tell me no more lies. The boys are in the bathroom pulling down their flies. They're in the park backyard. The bees are in the park. Miss Susie and her boyfriend are kissing in the dark. And then I think there's like another verse, but I can't remember. I think like there's like three that or is, four verses.
1: That is like very 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 close to what is on wikipedia
0: oh oh Where cool was, my memory is awesome yeah oh i feel so dumb i could have looked it up and gotten the lyrics accurately
1: no I... <laughs> no the, then the experiment would be ruined
0: okay so here i found
1: miss lucy had a baby
0: oh what's that
1: and this is almost exactly what i said she named him tiny Tim. put him in the bathtub he drank of the water he ate the soap she called the doctor the nurse, the alligator purse. Oh, I skipped the in walk to the doctor, in walk to the nurse. And then mumps, measles. Nothing, said the lady with the alligator purse. I learned pizza, said the lady with the alligator purse. She diagnosed the baby with pizza. And then they all walk out and that's the end.
0: Yeah, I don't know that one either.
1: But apparently that one's Miss Lucy.
0: Miss Lucy. I don't I mean, I don't remember all of them, but I also remember like, um, did you ever do like the hand clap stuff?
1: Uh yes, yes. Like, I don't know uh, what
0: that's called, but like did you ever do that?
1: Yes, I'm trying to think of one of them.
0: Well, like the Kip Cat one, right? Gimme a break, give me a break, break. Oh out, sure. That Kit Kat bar. It's just, you would do like the whole song. Um what else is another one? I feel like I want to remember this stuff so much and then I feel like I can't.
1: It's from a long time ago.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm 32, so that stuff is older. <laughs> it's as old as I am.
1: It's like, yeah, I mean, 25 years or so since I <laughs> chanted Miss Mary Mack.
0: I would love to know, like, the origin of all of that stuff, like where it came from and how it came to be and... um Yeah, I don't know. Because also like some of it I remember because I used to teach preschool and those kids love anything that rhymes and has music and anything that you can do with your hands or your feet or make noise with. And um, I'm like a, a most of the time I'm a really energetic person so I can really get into funny stuff like that. So I feel like I remember some of that stuff just from like singing to the kids all the time.
1: Oh, yeah. According to Wikipedia, Miss mm-hmm. Mary Mack, first, it is first attested in the book The Counting Out Rhymes of Children by Henry Carrington Bolton from 1888.
0: Oh my gosh. And we're still singing it.
1: And it was Or at least we were in, in the 90s. Those
0: of us who grew up in the 90s were still singing it, I should say. I don't know.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's a good teens. question. Yeah. <laughs> it says it was collected in Westchester, Pennsylvania. Possible origins. Miss Mary Mack was a performer in Ephraim Williams' Circus in the 1880s, and so the song may be a reference to her and the elephants in the show.
0: Yeah, it does have the elephants jumping over the fence.
1: Yes, that's right.
0: Because one of the lines is she asked her mother for 50, ce- for 50 cents to see the elephants jump over the fence.
1: Yes, they jumped so yeah. high they reached the sky. It didn't come back till the 4th of July. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that would make sense.
0: That is so cool. I love like learning all this random stuff. I, know. I think that you're right though. I think you're 100% right about like nursery rhymes have sort of, they're like fairy tales. They have a life of their own and they're constantly like evolving and changing and adapting. And so you never know like what the true original story is. Like everybody has different bits and pieces. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. That makes me really happy. <laughs> welcome to nursery rhyme podcast <laughs> well,
1: this is not where i thought we were going today but it's been That's interesting fine. so I'm far i'm down
0: for it <laughs> I, this is where i can use like, my preschool knowledge because most i most of the time i have no use for it it's just randomly in my head
1: all knowledge is good knowledge there's a place for everything and Thank we found you. it
0: <laughs> but you this book is so much fun, you guys. I like, in my headcanon, it was inspired by Cinder, but I don't know for sure. I just know that it came out after Cinder, so I'm like, maybe.
1: It's hard to imagine that it, ha- it is like not influenced by Cinder at all.
0: Right? I will say, I don't have any problem with things influencing each other or inspiring no. each other at all. I think it's great. Um, The only one that I've ever had that bothered me was stitching snow I
1: knew you were gonna say it (laughs) yeah
0: which okay to be fair I love the concept and I think the concept was an inspiration the concept that Snow White is in the future and she has seven robots instead of seven dwarves perfect go for that yeah that is definitely something inspired by something else but everything else from that book was just like all right this is from Cinder but I'm gonna put my own twist on it and it's like Mm. but is it your own twist
1: yeah, that's tough.
0: I got to the part where you could control somebody else's body, and I was like, come oh. on, girl. Come on, you're <laughs> killing me. Wait a second.
1: Me. I think I've seen this, film, this before. film
0: before. And I didn't like the ending. Absolutely. I love that song. Thank you very much for, like, you have no idea how happy I am that you're just, like, quoting Taylor.
1: Swift. <laughs> like, Who would have ever <laughs> thought that <laughs> – you and I would get on a podcast, and I would be the first one to quote Taylor Swift.
0: I know. Well, because it's so funny. Because before we got on the podcast, I was arguing with my sister Samantha um, about Liz Mcguire versus Hannah Montana, and it all started because she sent me um, the song "You'll Never Find You'll Always Find Your Way Back Home," which is a Hannah Montana song, but guess who it was written by Taylor Swift. Well, so mm-hmm. I was talking to her about it and I was like, well, Taylor actually wrote that one. And Samantha was like, I don't know why you think that like you think Taylor writes everything. And so Lindsay, our other sister, sent her this like huge document of like all the songs that other artists sing that was written by Taylor Swift. And we just had a nice little chuckle. But then she also got Hannah Montana and Lizzie McGuire confused. So yeah, poor, poor Samantha, she, uh, she struggled today. She was drug city, but we love her anyways. <laughs>
1: I'm I'm just trying not to be offended that she mixed up Lizzie McGuire and Hannah Montana.
0: I mean, they look. I love Hannah Montana and Lizzie McGuire. Like they have a, they both I think are entertaining. But one, Lizzie McGuire is the OG. Okay, yes. Disney Channel did not have shows like that before Lizzie McGuire. Cannot stress that enough. Other than like Sister Sister, I guess. But did Sister it,
1: Sister originate on Disney Channel? I don't think no, it did. but they bought it. Right, right.
0: But um, two, I think I think Lizzie McGuire was better than Hannah Montana. And three, oh, yeah, um, Hillary Duff is my idol and has been since I was like five, and that's not going to change. So
1: <laughs> I am still bitter that they canceled the Lizzie McGuire revival.
0: I, you know what though, I don't blame Hillary.
1: No, not her fault. I get at what all.
0: Hillary. I get what Hillary was saying about like, no, if Lizzie is thirty and single and living in New York, then we need to be genuine to that story, and she's not going to be like a goofy teen anymore.
1: Yeah, and I'm, they were I'm, like,
0: well, we can't show alcohol, we can't show bars, we can't show no, all this other stuff, and she was like, that's not true to this character. Um, so I, I get what I, I'm upset, but I get why she felt that way.
1: Oh, I get it too. I'm on Hillary's side of this i think disney channels or disney plus or whoever they're the ones that screwed right. this up
0: they did they really did And you know i need to is, see like,
1: grown-up lizzie mcguire and grown-up gordo <laughs> get back together they took that from me
0: oh uh, i i would i i will say like it freed her up to do how i met your father which uh, is it does turn out to be good i think the first few episodes are rough you have to like
1: yeah you and I Um, just talked about this
0: (laughs) yes yes I because also I love Franzia and um there's a guy on there from Veronica Mars that I had a huge crush on back in my Veronica Mars days
1: the cast is great Mm -hmm. it's scripts that I was struggling with I
0: think it's honestly and it's terrible because it bums me out but the last like three episodes they have captured magic in those last like two or three episodes oh really um, but it's just the building up to it where it's kind of like you know it's like how did they get this far Hmm. you know
1: yeah yeah
0: yeah that's just personal we're off topic but
1: um, <laughs> what
0: <laughs> no never. never
1: that never happens here i
0: swear half the patreon episodes is just me blabbering and no one has complain so like it
1: must be okay that's fine that's the yeah. fun of it you know i was thinking about this because my favorite i i obviously listen to all of your episode right i listen Aww. start to finish but my favorite part is always the beginning part because i confession i'm not reading along with the books
0: Oh, yeah. So no. you just listen to me ramble. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I, I listen to you
1: talk through the chapter and and like there's always interesting stuff there anyway. But I always really enjoy the beginning part where you all talk about like what the current books that you're listening to or reading are and stuff like that. And then I get on my podcast and I'm like, OK, we got to <laughs> we can check in real quick. Let's say hi, but let's get to the book real fast. So I always wonder like, hmm, should we let that part go on a little bit longer? But the format of of slippers and spindles is so different from yours. We like, you know, you going have like through an a whole, episode
0: to talk about
1: yeah, through like yeah. an entire book sometimes, and sometimes an entire book is a hundred pages, but sometimes an entire book is like five hundred pages. Or we'll talk about, you know, all of Gregory Maguire's long novel Wicked and the musical as well. It's like there's no way that we can do that and have like 40 minutes of chat. But I really love the 40 minutes of chat on your episodes.
0: Thank you. I think it's I think it's also that like my episodes get really long and I'm okay with that. <laughs> Like, there have been a few episodes where I'm like, we're g- I'm just going to have to cut this in the middle and post it because this is like, <laughs> this is too long. This is too much. I've only ever um, done
1: that once when we did Disney's Beauty and the Beast. I was like, oh, boy, oh, this is so long.
0: But there's so much there's, to talk about. <laughs> there's one coming up.
1: There's one coming up in the future that I'm, right now we've got it planned to be one episode. But in my mind, I think it might end up being split into two.
0: I will say because I ramble so much, I do feel bad when I come on your podcast. Like I always oh. enjoy myself, but I can see Cassie like slowly get frustrated with me every time I get no, off. topic. no, no. <laughs> and then I feel bad because I'm like, Oh, I'm sorry.
1: No, not at <laughs> My all.
0: My podcast has no structure.
1: <laughs> no, we don't get frustrated. It's just that like, we know now that, like, if we don't pull ourselves back to the story, mm-hmm. we'll never get it, we'll never finish. But, like, we enjoy talking about all the other stuff too.
0: Yeah, I just have been like, I don't know. Lately, I have just been like, eh, whatever happens, happens. I feel like I yeah. used to be a real stickler.
1: <laughs> um,
0: but then, like, the longer I've done the podcast, the more I'm like, who's even listening?
1: <laughs> oh my gosh, you have hundreds of people listening.
0: I don't know about that. I probably have like a hundred listening.
1: I bet it's a couple hundred. I don't know. You see your stats more than I do though.
0: Well, I I mean, I probably get like a couple hundred downloads per episode, but it's like not immediately. Right. Like it'll take like three months to get to that point. Sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We're um, the same.
0: Yeah. So, and, and everybody's, podcast is going to be a little different mine is like very niche like if you haven't read these books you probably don't care
1: yeah you're telling me (laughs) right
0: yeah so like i I think ours is even
1: more niche because marissa meyer is very mainstream
0: yeah, but I also feel like you guys branch more because you can get books and movies and TV shows.
1: We do get it like a variety where we'll like we'll do some really obscure book that no one's ever heard of, but then <laughs> the next episode is going to be like Frozen.
0: <laughs> yeah, because there's definitely episodes I haven't listened to because I haven't read right the, the book yet, and then right. I'm like, Ooh. but the thing is, like, I'll immediately add it to that insanely long. <laughs> <laughs> tbr and like my, i go through my goodreads pretty quickly because i put audiobooks on like 2.5 but even then i'm still kind of slow
1: <laughs> no i love following your goodreads because oh. you, you clip through <laughs> things i, I enjoy audiobooks but i enjoy physical reading more so i have nothing against audiobooks i think audiobooks uh i think audiobooks count for reading like I have nothing against them I just like really enjoy the process of physically reading a book you know so I go through things slower just because I want to save things to physically read them like I want to read the renegades books so bad but but they're so long and, and and I want to physically read them because I just love Marissa's writing so much that I want to process them in that way does that make sense?
0: It does. And I do that. I go back and forth a lot because like, I'm always listening to a book and I'm always reading a book. And when I'm listening mm -hmm. to a book, that's like when I'm doing stuff. Like I I I had to run errands today. So I was listening to it. Like my friend Alex and I are working on a blanket together. So we had to go to the, we went to like a bunch of fabric stores and stuff. And mm -hmm. then Alex needed his coffee. <laughs> so, like I was like, okay, this is an opportunity So I was like listening to like three or four chapters But then like coming home today i'm gonna read my book with my hands
1: Right, right the same book
0: No, 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 it'll be a different book. Okay. I mean I could but like it'll some be a people different
1: book Yeah, some people go like they'll listen to chapter one through five on audio and then they'll get home and they'll be like Okay, let me sit down and read chapter six and seven and that's wild to me but you know what I have been enjoying is you know, like we all have classics that we want to read, right? Mm-hmm. Those I find are really good books to do as audiobooks.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Especially so, like, if you can get your hands on a, cup- a couple of the Hitchhiker Guide ones are really good. Oh, but that's also just because I love Hitchhiker's Guide. So.
1: Yeah. No, I'm talking about like Treasure Island. Alice in Wonderland what, is Island. a really good audio book. Um, Travels. Yeah, yeah. Frankenstein, Dracula. The picture of Anything Dorian Gray. Yeah, those kinds of things I find are really good audiobooks because they're books that like they're stories that you want to have read at some point, you know. But they're so easy to push off.
0: Mhm. And it's easy to get caught up in like language and things like yeah, that too. Yeah, yeah. Um, especially you know, if you're not used to that. Like we read yeah. young adults so much that going back into that <laughs> yeah. kind of writing style is like, ama- like almost overwhelming. Yeah,
1: it's jarring.
0: What's it called? There's a Audible series. So I got really lucky and somebody last year gave me an Audible membership for a whole year. Oh. So I take full advantage of that. But there's a whole Audible series if you if you have Audible. And it's a part of the Audible Plus so you don't have to use your credits for it and they do nothing but classics. And the one I just finished was Emma read by Emma Thompson
1: oh come on and it was
0: performed That's great. so yeah so there was like background music and background noise like the carriage clickety clicketing and yes. they had like voice actors for different for every scene that had dialogue like it was amazing and like i was like i could if every book if every classic book was like this i would just never stop listening to
1: yeah, them. that that's super fun
0: yeah so highly recommend those if you have if you can get your hands on on an audible thing
1: what a great gift, Audible for a year. That's such a good idea.
0: Right? It was actually from um, one of my professors. It was like my graduation present, basically.
1: But also so many audiobooks are available like through libraries and through Libby and through
0: mm-hmm. apps if like that. If you have that, a that, like, library, please ask them because they oh, yeah. might have Libby. They might have um, Hoopla is a big one, too. Like, There's, there's audiobooks out there that are... Um, easily obtainable if you look for them and they can increase so much for you
1: i have never not been able to access a book that i was looking for through libby did that sentence make sense i'm not entirely sure because i used a double negative but what i'm saying is that anytime that i have wanted an audiobook i have been able to find it through libby
0: i was able to do the entire um ranger's apprentice series on libby
1: oh wow
0: well, because I so saw a few years ago, I read like many years ago, I should say, probably when I was like 20, I read. The-
1: you are getting sleepy, very sleepy. Your CPAP mask is clamped tightly to your face. Right, my darling? Yes, dear. You will not toss and turn through the whooshing. You will not throw the mask. You will not dislodge the hose
0: and blast air all about the bedroom. <laughs> You will not wake me,
1: your loving husband, who yearns for even a single night of uninterrupted slumber, please. It's not working, Harold.
0: People who struggle with CPAP have partners who struggle too. Luckily, now there's Inspire. Inspire treats the root cause of sleep apnea inside your body. While you sleep, Inspire keeps your airway clear so you can breathe normally and rest comfortably. No mask, no hose, just sleep. When I snap my fingers, you will remember to visit InspireSleep.com to learn more. Inspire, sleep apnea innovation. Inspire is not for everyone. Talk to your doctor to see if it's right for you and review important safety information at InspireSleep.com. I read the Ranger's Apprentice series, but I think I only read like the first three or four books. And... I never got back to them. So this year, my goal for my 2022 goal, I wanted to read 100 books. But I also wanted to finish all of the series that I had started but never finished.
1: Oh, that's and a good Reager's challenge. And Apprentice
0: was one of them. So yeah, so I read, I read through all of those. And I listened to some of them. And some of them I read on my Kindle. And it was really, it was quite wonderful being able to grab all of them without having to worry about it.
1: Yeah, that's nice. I set my goal for 50 books for this year, and then I met that halfway through. So I'm not changing the goal like on Goodreads, but now I really want to hit 100.
0: Oh, that's awesome that you already reached your goal.
1: Yeah, I was very excited.
0: (laughs) I'm excited for you. I'm like surprised that I'm getting close to my goal. But to be fair, I have been crutching on books
1: all year. Look, my, my Goodreads goal in 2018 was 20 books. And I met that exactly. And now I'm headed toward 100. Isn't that crazy? That is
0: so crazy. I remember like a couple of years ago, mine was like 25 and I didn't make it.
1: I did 12 one year. I just wanted yeah. to read one so a month.
0: Crazy I think part of it is like life sometimes gets in the way or responsibilities. Mm-hmm. Or honestly, I'm, I definitely went through a reading drought a couple of times here and there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's so funny. And, and I see some people, their reading goal is like three or 400. And I'm like, how is that possible? What?
1: Oh, my gosh. And I don't want to like, I'm not saying that 12 or 20 is not respectable. Like, if that's how many books you read, then that's, that's great. I'm just yeah. like um well part of it is that i just have a lot more free time right now but i it's just interesting to me how much of a habit it is like once you hit that 12 and the next year you up it to 20 and the next year you're like oh i can probably up it to 30 and you know it's one of those uh, hobbies where like the more you do it the more you want to do it
0: and the more you enjoy it and the more you get curious about other other books and stuff like for me I don't know if you're like this, but, like, when I'm reading a book, I'm reading a book. Like, if I'm, if i like, in the middle of cooking dinner, that's just too bad. Or, like, I get done doing one t- activity, and, and I'm, like, reading my book. I have to take the dogs to the park, and I'm reading my book. Like, I just read oh, my book. Like, wow. I'll walk into walls and shit. But it's, like, my time. I'm reading my book. Quentin knows with my head not to even talk to me. <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> I have, like, a ritual
0: me. for Marissa books for that. Like, yes. because... If it's a if it's a good book and I'm and I'm really enjoying myself and I'm really immersed in the story, I'm not going to stop like reading just to do things.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I will. I will stop and do things.
0: (laughs) No, no. I'll walk into walls. I'll like try to cook with the book in my hands. Like I'll do all kinds of stuff.
1: I'm not as immersed as you are. (laughs)
0: <laughs> it just depends on the book. Sometimes I'm like, eh, and sometimes I get really immersed. Like I just reread um, Rebel Stiltskin by KM Shea, which I've probably read two other times, I think, mm-hmm. but it's been years and I really needed a comfort read. And those books are like middle grade. So they're super chill. There's no like high stakes. There's no like the world is going to end. <laughs> and so it's just like a super fun and it's kind of relaxing to read because there's high stakes, but it's also middle grade, so you know that those are never gonna like result in someone actually dying. Right. I really, I really enjoyed it, and I was struggling. I was staying up until like one thirty in the morning because I was like, I'm not gonna finish reading.
1: Oh, I'll do that all the time.
0: It's funny because when it's like a book that I'm kind of obsessed with, Quentin will like have to take care of me. Like <laughs> when a Marissa book comes out, I have a ritual where like I get a coffee, I get breakfast, I close the door to my room, and I don't like leave until I finish reading. And Quentin will sometimes like bring me food. It'll be like, I'll be like six hours in and he'll be like, yeah, you haven't eaten. So here's coffee and a muffin or something like that. And it's, it's very nice to have like someone who will feed me. So I don't have to stop reading my book.
1: Yeah. You can just focus.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Focus on what's important, which I'm not good at, which is why we're 30 minutes in.
1: Yeah. So
0: (laughs) Interstellar Cinderella, Cinderella,
1: uh huh. (laughs) She's super cute. She has red hair. She's a mechanic, like a certain other Cinderella that we know and love.
0: What you don't say, but her little android is a mouse.
1: Yes, instead of Ico or Ico, she has a little mouse. His name is (laughs) Murgatroyd.
0: Gosh, and you know what? When I was reading this for the. The video that I recorded, it was like, Murgatroyd. Like, it took me a couple of tries to, to get it out. It's a mouthful.
1: It is. It's a unique name.
0: Yes. Yes. Well, this whole book, I feel like, is kind of unique, especially the artwork. I feel like the artwork is so whimsical. And there's mm-hmm. all these, like, vibrant colors that are still kind of undertoned, which I think is interesting.
1: It's, like, it's a very different style than I would imagine for a sci-fi mm-hmm. type of book. Like, it's almost messy. Whereas I think of sci-fi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think of sci-fi as like very clean lines. Right. And this leans into the, like, I don't know, something earthy about it.
0: Yeah. And I love all of the tiny elements. Like if you, if you have your chance to get your hands on the book, or if you take the time to like pause the video I made, um, you know, you'll see that like her bed, for example, is under a staircase,
1: Yes. I thought that was
0: a very interesting choice, right? Um, she can plug Murgatroyd in, and he becomes like a nightlight for yes, her. Yes, I love that. That it was really light bulb. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you pay attention to like the stepsisters, they actually do kind of look like siblings. Like they all have the same nose, and they all have like little freckles on their nose and their cheeks.
1: Oh yeah, then, they do.
0: And then it's like, but um, Cinderella still ha- also has freckles on her nose, so it's like she's kind of. She could belong, but they still won't let her.
1: Maybe that's, like, uh, just something that happens on their planet. Like, everybody is just exposed to the sun so much that they all have freckles. Because
0: it doesn't seem like this takes place on Earth, and there's a big, like, yellow tone to the book. Mm -hmm. Like, every time they're outside, it's very yellow.
1: Yes, yes. And they're invited to the prince's royal space parade, Ooh. so exciting but guess who can't go oh cinderella
0: can't go no only well, because they don't have enough room in their ship so she can't go to this space parade unless she fixes the old ship and takes it with and takes that instead
1: yeah but then they take her <laughs> toolbox so she can't <laughs> they do take it her
0: toolbox so she can't fix it but her fairy god robot shows up
1: which i would like to know where this fairy god robot came from
0: yeah, cuz it just said I'm your fairy god, like there's she's no just like did there. she magically appear and she's on a wheel. Does she like roll up?
1: Yeah, I'm, have, I I like, imagine she rolled up, but we don't know where she came from.
0: And we don't we never see her again.
1: Nope. She's on She one does page. have a wand. Uh yeah, she does with like a crystal in it.
0: Uh-huh. And then on her neck she has two rings, kind of like uh what they had on the Jetsons.
1: Yeah, she totally looks They're like a Jetsons robot.
0: Yeah. So that's that was kind of interesting with her. I like, too, that she has, like, um, oh, what are those called, the dresses?
1: Is it a farthingale?
0: I want to say that, but then I thought maybe I was wrong about that. But you know what? I think you're probably right because I didn't do theater.
1: Um. <laughs> Hold on. We're looking it up. Okay. Farthingale. A hooped petticoat or circular pad of fabric. So it's not a farthingale, but it's like one of those. But it
0: kind of is, but it's like a cage version.
1: Yeah, it's like a cage hoop skirt.
0: Yeah. And I like it. I think it's cool. I think her whole vibe is cool. Um, Yeah, she's a robot, so she's cool because she helps Cinderella.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So she gives Cinderella a space suit. And a power gem that will speed her ship across the sky. But the but power gem, <laughs> obviously, it only works till midnight. That's right. Probably. And so Cinderella is able to fix her, her rocket. And then she tucks her little socket wrench into her pocket. pocket. Lots of fun rhymes there. She quickly fixed the rocket, then tucked the sonic socket wrench inside her spacesuit pocket. So good. Love it. Yeah, really cute.
0: I also love like the the next page where they're at the space parade. Yes. I love all of this. I love that like each spaceship has like some kind of different creature inside of it. I'm assuming they're trying to go for like aliens, but like it has different creatures inside of it, like one of them is like a squid with one eyeball and one of them, they kind of look like insects, like maybe praying mantises. <laughs> yes, Pray we antide, do. praying mantises one of those. Um, One of them has like three eyes and their nose is like a, um, like a, Oh God, what are we like a fin? And then
1: they've got like
0: fins coming out of the top of their head. So like, I think it was fun having all these different um, creatures.
1: It reminds me of like Lloyd in space. Do you remember that Disney show?
0: Oh my gosh, that was from forever ago. A
1: long time ago.
0: Yeah, that's so true. I like that vibe.
1: And so she's enjoying the parade and guess whose ship just happens to be passing by?
0: Could it be the prince?
1: Imagine that.
0: Did you notice that on the prince's cape there's a drawing of a crown?
1: Yes, I did.
0: I loved that so much. (laughs) Because he can't wear a crown under his astronaut helmet, so it has to be on his cape.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm a huge fan of capes. Anytime somebody's wearing a cape, I will notice.
0: Yes. Or cloaks.
1: Yes. I'm bitter.
0: When there's actual cloaks makes me so happy. I'm
1: so bitter that people like cloaks and capes go out of fashion. What were they thinking?
0: That's how Quentin feels about, um, um, oh, What are they called? Oh, thank you.
1: Kilts.
0: (laughs) He doesn't think it's fair that it's not like socially acceptable to wear kilts.
1: There's a guy that I follow on TikTok who wears kilts. He lives in Orlando.
0: Yeah. I have a friend in uh, Illinois that I grew up with that wore kilts. Mm-hmm. He did get made fun of for it, though.
1: Well, wow, yeah. there you go.
0: Quentin, Quentin is like, but they look cool. And, you know, you can, like, twirl in them and stuff. And I'm like, I mean, go wear one. I'll buy you one. Like, I bought it. <laughs> is him Quentin a old... Scottish? Uh, yes. And no. Well, he's Scottish and Luxembourgish and something else, but I can't remember. But the Scottish is where all the, like, red hair and freckles came from right, right. yeah, but uh, I just think it would be fun if this boys get, I think it's becoming more socially acceptable, I should say. Um, people like Billy Porter have been wearing clothes like that for decades. Mm-hmm. but now people like Harry Styles are getting credit for it. so
1: <laughs> imagine that
0: shocker, right um, so anyways, the prince's spaceship is burning. And his chief mechanic quit. So here comes Cinderella and she fixes his rocket. I love, I love all the rhyming. Like I love some of the stuff she does where it's like, um, the princess spaceship jerked and hissed and spewed a cloud of grit. The prince hopped out. Oh, blast. What now? My chief mechanic quit. (laughs) So quit and grit are the words that she chose to rhyme. And I don't think I would have thought of grit in that context.
1: It's a great word.
0: Yeah. Loved it. <laughs> well, a lot of this is just like word choice was really um, kind of spot on.
1: Hmm. I think that's a so, big part of sci-fi anyway.
0: Yeah. And I think that's a big part of like children's literature is finding just the right word. Cause it's not just like do this, do the words rhyme. It's about matching up the syllables so mm-hmm. that you can do it in a sing song voice.
1: Yes, exactly. Yeah.
0: So then she fixes the rocket, and they have a gravity-free ball.
1: Oh, my gosh. I want to I go to a it. gravity-free ball so bad. <laughs> well oh, my oh gosh. My they're all, like, floating around upside down, down and, and stuff. They're, like,
0: floating, and they're upside yes. down. And, oh, I love it. And, again, we have all these creatures. Yes. With no explanation. One of them has, like, got two heads, which I think is cool. Um,
1: I didn't even notice the two-headed one before.
0: Oh, I think – I was, like – I was actively taking in the images on this book since I knew we were going to talk about it. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah.
1: So of course, midnight comes Cinderella has to flee, but she doesn't leave a shoe behind. She leaves her socket wrench behind. Love it. Yes.
0: I love it. And again, we have like a very interesting way to rhyme words. So the way that she chose to rhyme, leaving her socket wrench behind was a disrupted sentence by the Prince. He says, please tell me how to find. And then his dialogue is cut off. And then that's how she writes. So I thought that was really interesting. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. That's a good choice.
0: Yeah. So then he sends out a cosmic SOS. He acknowledges that he should have seen her face. Yes.
1: Like, which I
0: appreciate that they were like transparent about that.
1: Yes. I like that too. Yeah.
0: So then uh, the sisters. He, I I think it's interesting that it's like I'll search the cosmos for her how I wish I'd seen her face and then we have no explanation for how he got to this house
1: Uh, yeah you're right I was just looking at that that all of a sudden he's just at their house
0: yeah he's like I'm going to look everywhere and then the first place he looks is at their house it's like but this is an outer space how would he even know what planet to go to
1: It also bothers me that we only learn the name of one of the stepsisters.
0: Yeah, I want to know both their names.
1: There's, well, is there, yeah, there's two stepsisters and a stepmother, just Uh like the, you know, the story we tell today. But here at the end, we see the prince's ship, Grisella, screeched. Her sister squealed in fear. The prince won't marry one of us if Cinderella's here. So we learn Grisella's name, but... And then
0: earlier we had... One day her wicked stepsisters, that's what they said. So it was them as, like, the yeah. two of them together, yeah, not individually.
1: Yeah, definitely two, but we never learned the other sister's name.
0: Right. And then even in the next scene, it's, like, talking about the two of them as if they're one unit. And then towards the end, it's talking about the three of them as one unit, the sisters and their mother. So we don't learn the second. So those. I mean, there's definitely – Areas that could have been improved, like things like that. Like there could have been like one page in between where it talks about like maybe the prince went from planet to planet or something. Yeah,
1: yeah. It feels like that's missing.
0: Right. And then we could have had, you know, instead of Grisilla Grace, her sister, it could have been whatever the sister's name was.
1: Right. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting.
0: So I'll pull a Cassie. How would I fix this? Um, how I wish I'd seen her face. I would say there's a page in between there, not the best at rhyming. So one second, let me think with my brain. The prince, the prince searched high and low going from one planet to the other. He finally found something, something and saw a daughter with, and saw two daughters with their mother. That like kind of works. Oh,
1: that's pretty good. Yeah.
0: I need to I need to do some work in there, but I could I could probably come up with something.
1: Oh yeah, if you had yeah. some time.
0: Yeah. So anyways, um the prince randomly shows up and it just so happens that he's at their house and the stepmom locked her in the attic with her robot mouse so she couldn't come down and ruin their opportunity to be with the prince. And the prince is like, okay, the girl I love, she's a mechanic, so here's my broken ship. If you can fix it, I'll, I'll marry you or whatever.
1: Yes, but of course, they can't fix the ship because they are not mechanics.
0: Nope. I do like the image of them. Like, one of them is crying and she's just, like, has a wrench in her hand. And the other one is, like, tangled up in, like, spark plugs. Yes.
1: <laughs> they look like snakes.
0: Oh, are they snakes?
1: No, I don't think so. I think they're meant to be like cords and wires and things. Cords and
0: tubes and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And I just love all of the detail into tiny things like that.
1: I love on the next page, you see Cinderella tied up in the attic and there's like a teddy bear behind her and the teddy bear has three eyes.
0: Yes. And we see the jetpack that she uses in the second page. Um, And then we have a return of Murgatroyd because he uses his teeth to cut up her rope so she can get away. And she makes a fast repair, a very fast repair. There's a broken um jetpack and she just fixes it in, like 2 seconds and puts it on. So she's either an amazing mechanic or it was not damaged that badly.
1: Right, because like the ship, the princess ship is literally leaving and she yeah. she's like, "Oh, let me fix this." So I don't know why the jetpack needed to be broken to begin with.
0: Yeah, it could have just been there and she grabbed it.
1: But yeah, because she's going to catch the ship, even though the ship is broken, it's flying away. And so she's going to catch the ship and fix it for the prince. And so that's how he knows that she is interstellar Cinderella.
0: It, I mean, it could be like a tool for the for the author to remind the reader that she's a mechanic and yeah. she can fix things.
1: Yeah, but otherwise you're right. I don't, don't see the purpose to, of it. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but this is my favorite part: is that at the end he asks her to marry him, and it says she thought this over carefully. Her family watched in panic. I'm far too young for marriage, but I'll be your chief mechanic.
0: Get it, girl?
1: Yes, Set I love that. Set your career
0: in path.
1: This proposal turned into a job interview.
0: I love it so much. I love it, and I love that her hair is like very Tinkerbell for some reason. I'm, i oh, for is. some reason I'm down for it. But I love it. I love that instead of it being, like, a happily ever after, it's like, girl got a job. She doesn't need her family anymore because she can support herself.
1: Yes. And the final, yeah. like, little verse here is, amid her fleet of sparkling ships and friends both old and new, a joyful Cinderella cried, my stars, dreams do come true. So I like that and, the the my stars is very reminiscent of, you know. Cinder, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I thought that too when I read it. And then I was like, well, also, what else would they do, I guess?
1: Oh, yeah, I'm not knocking it. I think it's, it's just like a little thing that ties it all together.
0: I love coming up with random phrases like that. Like my critique partner, Abigail, is writing um, her new series called The Frozen Chronicles. And she and I had a lot of fun trying to come up with like what words would work in a snow kingdom
1: and I was Ooh. like,
0: yeah. So I was like, I th- I don't remember everything I came up with, but I had so much fun. She was having trouble thinking of stuff, and I was messaging her nonstop for days, like ice and snow. And she's like ice and snow. And I was like, yeah, it could be like a frustration, like ice and snow. I didn't know about <laughs> that or something. And she like she and I had so much fun coming up with stuff like that. So I feel like for this, it would have been, it would have been easy to do a mechanic route. Mm. Instead of it being stars, like
1: nuts and bolts. Nuts and bolts. I was thinking, yeah, I was thinking screws and nails, yeah, something like that.
0: Screws and nails, exactly. Yeah, but I like that she went with stars to remind us that this is like a galactic yeah story and universe. So yeah, it's such a sweet little story. I hope everybody enjoyed it.
1: It's like I said, cute. if
0: you don't get a chance to read it, there is a video of me reading it on the Patreon. If you feel like listening to me.
1: I I didn't watch the video. Do you show the illustrations too? Yes, that's so fun.
0: Yeah, I did a Vimeo, so it's just the illustrations yeah. with my audio in oh,
1: the background. Oh, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. So a little reading time it. with Bethany.
0: Yeah, you guys can get a feeling for what it's like for me as a preschool teacher. Yes.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Except I don't read. When I'm reading, I don't, when I'm reading two kids, I don't read nonstop. Like I'm constantly trying to engage them in the story. So this is like a straight through. Whereas with the story time, this would probably take me like 20, 30 minutes. Right. Because I would ask ask questions. I would let them ask questions.
1: Yeah. And you like hold up the illustrations for them to see. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That makes
0: sense. Who gets to be the page turner? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I miss teaching preschool. That was a fun job
1: i thought about teaching once upon a time but i also thought about being a dentist and i thought about many different things
0: (laughs) oh man yeah i mean my my goal when i was young was to be a singer that was my whole thing i was gonna be a singer
1: you Um, and
0: taylor i yeah well it was actually before taylor like i started writing songs when i was in like junior high um and it wasn't until I even learned who Taylor Swift was that I realized like, oh, this is a job I could have. Yes. Um, but as it turns out, after loving singing and music and years of choir and theater and, um, you know, solos, and I used to perform national anthems and stuff, it turns out I can't actually sing.
1: What? I don't believe no. that. No.
0: No, it's one of those things like when you're a kid and people are like, you did such a good job. I didn't realize that people were just saying I did a good job because they don't want to tell you you're doing a bad job. Like, I don't know why nobody I I genuinely wish someone had told me when I was 14, like, hey, I'm glad that you like singing. I'm glad that you like writing music. You're not actually good enough at this to make it a career, though. So you should have a backup plan.
1: I don't believe this. There's no way that you (laughs) say like national (laughs) anthems. And were so horribly bad.
0: I I don't know if I was horribly bad. Like, I don't know if anybody's ears were bleeding or anything, but um, it was not a good performance.
1: Okay, if you say so.
0: (laughs) It's one of those things, like, I didn't learn it until I was older, because I would do all of that stuff thinking I was great. And then the older I got, the more people were like, they weren't like, you did such a good job. They were like, you have a day job, right? Oh no. I was like, so it's like when you're a kid, everybody wants you to be like confident. And not that I'm disagreeing with this, but everybody wants you to be confident. They want to tell you you can do anything, you can be anyone, you can accomplish whatever you set your mind to. Um and they tell you that you're good at everything you try. And I think I got told that a little too long. There should have been some point when people before I turned 20 when people were like, "This is not gonna work."
1: <laughs> well, one day I'm gonna make you sing for me, and then, then we'll know the truth.
0: <laughs> there's um, there's uh, there is videos of me singing on on uh, Instagram.
1: Okay, perfect.
0: Yeah, my sister, hi Lindsay, because she's a Patreon member and she's probably listening. My sister Lindsay started a Prince Kai fan pod paparazzi page on Instagram. Oh
1: yeah, I've seen that.
0: As she just randomly like takes videos and pictures of me when I'm not paying attention.
1: That's so funny. I didn't know it was run by your sister. Now it makes a yeah, lot of sense. Yeah, it's my sister
0: Lindsay. Okay. Well, the whole thing started was because I forget who was it. Might have been Morgan, but somebody on a Zoom chat one time was like they would love to know like what I'm like when I'm not on the podcast. And so Lindsay was like Lindsay for some reason took that as like her responsibility. Yes. So she accepted she the challenge. Likes to, yeah, so she likes to take videos and pictures of me when I'm not paying attention. Um, and in one of them, she, she got me singing, I think it was Greatest Showman, I think is what I was saying. I listened to it once and was like, ugh, no thanks. Um,
1: oh, I have some strong opinions on The Greatest Showman.
0: There are a lot of strong opinions on The Greatest Showman. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, you don't like it? No. No? You tell me why. Is it because okay. it's incredibly historically inaccurate? Because that's yes. why I don't like okay. it. <laughs>
1: okay. I, I don't know if I can get into all of this right now, but... Listen, (laughs) some of the songs are great. Some of the songs are great. But P.T. Barnum was not a good guy. And it really bothers me. that this Anti-alcohol
0: and they have him like chugging booze every five minutes. Like there's so many problems. Yeah,
1: well, it really bothers me that they set him up. This whole story is about him being like the champion of the oppressed people when really he was the one who was exploiting them. That is really problematic to me. And... I think, like, it's such a missed opportunity because I think even though he was horrible and did disgusting, nasty, wicked things to human beings, he is, like, he could be a really interesting topic for a a movie. And, like, I, I think if someone had written this and started it off the way, you know, you could start it the way that you did and still make it a musical, but show that he was this horrible person who did these horrible things... I think, like, that's, like, an Oscar-worthy role, waiting for somebody. Mm -hmm. But they didn't. They got lazy, and they – it's just bad. They
0: made it a feel-good movie, but it wasn't about a feel-good character.
1: Yeah, yeah. Now, that being said, all of this being said – I Will Die for Rewrite the Stars. I love that song so much. Oh, my God, right? Zendaya,
0: like, a hidden talent. Yes.
1: Well, you put any characters, like, flying through the air, and I'm on board (laughs) anyway. So uh, I do love that song. But that song is not related to the P.T. Barnum story at all. So I think I get a pass.
0: I think that, like, some of the music is good. It's one of those things, though, where they're, like, trying to modernize the concept of show tunes because it doesn't have, like, a musical vibe to it they they made it like very poppy
1: i have many thoughts on this i don't have problem with it i don't have problems with like making things poppy but you still Mm -hmm. have to write if you're gonna do a musical movie you still need to use the songs that are within a musical so for example there needs to be an i want song which i think is there right a million dreams is the i want song great that's great but so many of these movie musicals that are written as movies and not as stage shows don't end with music. They don't have a musical finale. And that really bothers me because that's, that's how musicals end. Mm-hmm. Disney's super guilty of this lately, especially where like th- it's a musical through like the first three-fourths of the movie and then the last quarter, there's no it's songs like, at all. Yeah,
0: it's more about... like, And that's how that one is.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: I will say and I'm not sure everybody agrees with me on this, but I will say that's probably one of the reasons that I think the high school musical movies actually are pretty good in terms of being a musical that was made to be a musical movie, not to be a musical.
1: Um I,
0: because No, go ahead, go ahead. I love
1: the high school musical movies. I I wish that they did better with like the I want song. I think that is really crucial and I don't think that that is always there, but I do think that just having a final song, having a finale goes a long way to making it feel like yeah. it's an actual and musical. And they put
0: the effort in for those. Mm-hmm. I also think like, especially in the first one, I, well, no, in all of them, I guess the main thing in the well, in high school musical podcast, um, the main thing in the high school musical films that make it, that pull you out of the musical concept is all of the songs that are not musical, like a musical song is something that happens you know, in the moment, like like Status Quo, for example, from the first one, or I Don't Dance from the second one, which is one of my favorite songs in the world. Those are songs that were inspired by the moment, sung at the moment, that kind of thing. But there's also a lot of songs that were like written for the musical that's ha- taking place within the musical that you're watching, right, right? right? And so those aren't necessarily musical songs. Those are songs that were pre-written that are taken in a different context, throughout the 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 films whereas you know the song where gabrielle i forget what it's called but the one where gabriella is singing by herself because she's all weepy and sad like that would be a musical song
1: yes um so but the song where they're
0: singing like at the karaoke that's not a musical song right
1: right right so there's a word for right. this cassie and i talk about this all the time the word is it's called a diegetic song so mm. a diegetic song is a song that is Happening in the world and like can be heard by the characters So if a character is singing karaoke or if they're performing a song for an audition something like that That's called a diegetic song the characters know that they are singing whereas like songs that you mentioned like stick to the status quo and when There Was Me and You, I think is the name of Gabriella's song in the first movie. Yeah, I think you're right about those that. Those songs are non-diegetic. So they are, the character's just expressing their emotions through song. The character doesn't know that they're singing. And you're right, that makes a big difference in whether something, whether we feel something is a musical or not.
0: Yeah. I will say, you know, one thing that I love about those musicals is that I think they got... They were able to find teenagers that could sing and could also improve their singing, right? Like, I think mm. if you watch the first one and the last one, Vanessa Hudgens' voice improves immensely. By the, I Although I know there's the big thing about the first one with her breaking the speakers. I do acknowledge that she was talented when she was younger.
1: No, I don't think I do.
0: My sisters are obsessed with this. There's this whole article a while back when they were filming that scene where she's singing by herself. When she was doing the recording of it, because Vanessa grew up on Broadway. So she's used to projecting and enunciating. And apparently when they were recording that song and she got to the big note in the studio, she blew out one of the speakers and they had to re-record the whole thing.
1: Wow. That's wild.
0: Right. But, um, and Vanessa went back to Broadway pretty much right after the high school musical. She was in multiple versions of Rent. She was in.
1: Oh yeah. I actually just watched. A clip of her in Rent at the Hollywood Bowl. I was looking up uh, clips from Rent at the Hollywood Bowl.
0: She's so talented. Oh my gosh, the the live one that they did, which was a little lackluster. She holds a note for like thirty eight seconds or something. It's insane. Oh, she wow. does. But I think that one of the things I love most about that is that it just feels very genuine to like being a teenager and like you improve as, like, as the movies go on, they improve as well. And I feel like you don't get that with a lot of musicals because it's, like, a musical and then you're done. You don't see it for, like, a six- to seven-year span.
1: Mm, Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. No, I unironically love the High School Musical movies. If you ever need to do a High School Musical bonus episode, I am Oh, my God, are you
0: kidding? I would would do one on each of them. I've been And it would probably be one of my commentary
1: ones. I I rewatch them every... Couple years or so, and uh, it's been a while since I've done a rewatch, so you know, we could do it. Yeah,
0: we should make that one of our next Patreon episodes. This could be the start of something new. Oh, you're so cute!
1: <laughs> I love it, that would be awesome. I think
0: the last time I did a rewatch was when I had my wisdom teeth out, which would have been like four years ago.
1: Yeah, I think I rewatched them during the height of the pandemic, like the beginning, so like summer of 2020, I watched all three of the High School Musicals, and I watched all three of the Descendants movies, I watched the Teen Beach movies, and I watched Aww. the Zombies movies. And of the four series, the Zombies movies, I will say, are a hot mess. They are disaster. I, <laughs> I was going to say, you know them. what doesn't hold <laughs> up is no Camp problem. Rock. Oh, I you know what? I have never seen <laughs> Camp Rock.
0: Don't. 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 Demi Lovato is incredibly talented. Do not get me wrong. uh Those movies are just not it for me. Sorry, guys. (laughs) This
1: is going to sound weird because I just said that I watched Descendants and Teen Beach Movie and Zombies, but Camp Rock was a little after my time. It was, like, right between, you know, right in that era where, like, I wasn't watching TV because I was in college and focusing on that. So, like, High School Musical, that was that uh, the first one came out when i was in high school so i was invested in those
0: yes and then the last then, one came out my senior year of yeah. high school so it felt very fitting yeah and
1: camp rock was yeah. like when i was phasing away from disney and so by the time we got to descendants i was back on the disney hype train and i worked at disney for several years at disney world to like i was like back by the time we got to descendants but camp rock fell in that middle area where i was just like not paying attention
0: It's one of those things where it's like, this is the benefit of having younger siblings is that I, you know, like I never would have watched Pretty Little Liars if it wasn't for my sisters, (laughs) but I love Pretty Little Liars. Listen,
1: Avatar The Last (laughs) Airbender, that was a big thing that bonded my brother and I.
0: Was Pretty Little Liars? No, no,
1: no. Avatar The Last Airbender.
0: (laughs) Um, I didn't watch that, but my my husband did and my older sibling did. You
1: still haven't watched it?
0: No, it's very flashy, oh, so I haven't, like, oh, I haven't, like, experienced
1: it. It's so good. It's some of the best storytelling that has ever been put on TV. The first season, like, feels a little kiddie because it was, like, a Nickelodeon show, obviously. So, like, the first few episodes will feel a little childish, but not in the way – it's not like, uh, you just got to push through the first few episodes. They're still enjoyable. They're just going to feel a little, you know – a little basic compared to some of the really complex and deep storytelling that you get into later on. It's so good.
0: Yeah, I haven't watched it yet, but I I need to. I need to get in on it. The only anime that I've ever watched <laughs> is My Hero Academia, and I love it. So,
1: yeah, Avatar is the closest thing to an anime I've ever watched.
0: That's fair. I never got into anime until I got married. And then my husband likes it, so it's like...
1: Yeah, he'll like
0: listen to a book. He'll like read a book for me and I'll like watch an anime for him.
1: Ah, yeah, yeah. I do think that anime is one of those things that people, a lot of people get into it in high school, obviously, but I think it's easy to get into later in life.
0: Yeah, I think so too. It's also one of those things like I think, I remember watching Pokemon when I was a kid and then I couldn't because of the, you know, strobe light episode. (laughs) But I remember watching Pokemon a lot when I was a kid. So I wonder. Yeah. I don't remember yeah. how I got away from it.
1: I was never, never into Pokemon or Digimon or anything like that. I've, I've seen. I remember it. watching it at my babysitter's house when I was bed. younger.
0: Yeah anyways um
1: anyways interstellar Cinderella, i feel like we said every, everything
0: we needed to about this book but i always love talking to you
1: likewise thank you so much for i just realized me it's on. like
0: 9 30 time
1: oh yeah but it's fine time is meaningless <laughs>
0: i know i'm just gonna read a book
1: yeah i don't know what i'm gonna do probably go cuddle with my dog for a little bit
0: Aww.
1: I, One of my favorite like,
0: activities that is a wonderful activity it's, my dogs are weird about cuddling. Like Scamp will only cuddle if he's in the mood for it. And otherwise he does not want you in his personal space. He's kind of like a cat. Whereas Beowulf does not realize that 60 pounds is not the equivalent of a lap dog. And he <laughs> will literally jump on your lap and lay there like a baby, like all snuggled up in a ball. So it's like, if I want to cuddle, I need Beowulf. But every once in a while I'm like, I wish Scamp would cuddle so I could like love up on him more, Aww. but he just, He doesn't like, he likes to be petted and he likes to be played with, but he doesn't like his personal space being invaded.
1: Right, right. My dog is, he's very small, so he's always happy to jump up into a lap.
0: Yeah, Beowulf is happy to jump in a lap. He's just, (laughs) he's just, he's just like 60 pounds, so it's not exactly feasible.
1: (laughs) My dog is not nearly that big.
0: (laughs) Right? (laughs) Well, thank you for being here. I always love talking to you. Yeah, thank you
1: for having me. I, I always love talking to you too.
0: And I learned something. I always learn, anytime I talk to you or you and Cassie together especially, I always learn at least one thing. And today it was diegetic.
1: Diegetic, new word. Yeah. (laughs) And you were just on with us, uh, well, when's this episode coming out out in September? Yeah, so like uh, you came on and talked to us about a Cinderella story, which is so much fun. And you'll be back again to talk about a certain Marissa Meyer book when that comes out in November. (laughs) That's the episode that I was talking about that I was like, this might need to be split into two because if we're going to cover Gilded and Cursed together, that could be a long one. Yeah. There's a lot to talk about. I think
0: it'll be a long one. Those are long. Well, it's not even just that they're long books. It's that she manages to make a pretty big world with a
1: lot Mm -hmm. of moving parts. Yeah. She makes a meal out of this story.
0: Right. So I think that that's probably what's going to take so long is unpacking um, everything that she managed to cram in there.
1: Yeah. I'm excited to reread Gilded and to see what happens in Cursed.
0: I'm excited, too. And I'm excited to talk about it in like five years when we get to it on my (laughs) podcast. That's
1: right.
0: (laughs) Well, thank you very much for coming. Everyone on Patreon, thank you for listening. And remember, if you have a suggestion for a bonus episode or you would like to do a bonus episode with me, all you have to do is message me. Yay. Yay. And uh, we can't say don't get glamoured. We can't.
1: We don't say don't get glamoured on the
0: Oh no! When I do bonus episodes, I try to come up with something for that book specifically. Oh. So for this one, I'm thinking: Can we cheat? Don't get it's... married when you can have a job. <gasps> oh yeah, that's good. Okay. <laughs> or maybe you don't always have to marry the prince.
1: Yeah, I like that.
0: Yeah, yeah, you don't always have to marry the prince, but you can if you want to, or princess, or both. Whatever you, whatever you decide.
1: <laughs> whatever is right for you.
0: Exactly. Okay, have a good night, guys. Thank you.
1: Bye.